Hello and welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we jump into this, I want to remind everybody that it is Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober. Where are those prompts, Jimmy? And if you guys are unfamiliar with this, the idea is each day of the month, you're going to draw from one of these prompts. Make sure that you tag us if you do this because uh, we will share the best ones. And uh, it's also a way for you to just kind of find the Cartoonist Kayfabe community and find some other makers who are doing the same thing you are. And we've already gotten some really great results this year. So very excited. It always uh, kind of charges me up seeing the creative audience that we have here on Cartoonist Kayfabe. I also want to remind everybody that we have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. There are three different levels that'll get you access to our videos early. And at the King Kayfaber level, you will get access to all of our videos first because you'll be sitting in on the recording session. That means if we cover a book that you want to add to your collection, you'll be the first one looking for it. You'll beat the Kayfabe effect, get those books before they disappear from the aftermarket or before the prices skyrocket. And finally, I want to remind everybody that we are a daily YouTube comic book channel. We have about 1,500 videos out there. If you go to our homepage, you can search in a little search bar for your favorite titles or favorite cartoonists. Chances are we've already covered some of those. And if we haven't, leave a note in the comments below this video so that we can uh, move them up in our reading list. All right, today we are looking at Eric Larson's Savage Dragon. We have covered some early issues of Savage Dragon. We have talked to Eric Larson in previous uh, interview videos on here. So if you're an Eric Larson fan, you've come to the right place. But Savage Dragon has been going on now for over 30 years. You can see we're looking at issue number 266. And the reason that I thought we should look at this is whenever I heard what this issue was, I got excited and uh, tracked down a copy and thought this is the perfect starting point. If you are a lapsed Savage Dragon reader, or if you're completely new to Savage Dragon, this is a jump on point. Eric Larson, the creator, has lived in San Francisco or Berkeley for, I don't know how long, decades, as long as he's been doing Savage Dragon, actually much longer, I believe. And in this issue of Savage Dragon, we're going to move the cast and characters that we love to San Francisco. I love this concept, the idea that, that it's going to be set in Eric Larson's town, hometown. Um, kind of fantastic, considering this one of the gimmicks of Savage Dragon is it ages in real time. You know, this is the gasoline alley of the image uh, comic book universe. And in addition to now aging in real time, we are actually set in a location that Eric Larson knows very, very well. So pretty interesting experiment from a maker point of view so let me ask you this aging in real time stuff it was that a later development in the comic because i don't ever remember seeing that established early and in real time it means that each issue takes place in a certain month and so then like the next month let's not get too technical ed it means that it's been 30 years since the start 30 years have passed in the pages but they don't stick to the month by month part sometimes there are multi-issue stories um, but yeah, I think it has been pretty consistent. I can remember him talking about it in letters pages. And the reason that I mentioned that is the main dragon, the dragon that we know from the original, died years and years and years ago. And this is his son who is now not only grown up, but has an entire family. I look at this cover and go, there are five visible dragons on this cover. There's actually another one inside. I don't know any of these. No. You know, like I would dip this in and out for an anniversary issue, maybe an all splash page issue. Not... A couple years ago, he did one that was like all comic strip homages, which we got to look at. You yeah. know, like that was one I picked up. But by and large, I've been out of Savage Dragon continuity for a long time. And part of the fun of going through this issue for me was like seeing just like this whole new cast. And not just the cast, but I said off air, he's basically made himself a team book out of the Dragon family. <laughs> it's a lot of work. All the tropes of uh, San Francisco on that, on that page, with the exception, I don't see like, you know, tech bros. 
represented there at all, but you have your like leather and lace tenderloin kind of energy. Got your your hippie bullshit. Uh, you certainly the the uh, architecture is and sound. I, I like to hope that Bob's Donuts are paying him for some product placement here. I'm sure that not. seems like a legitimate sign. This is um there there's some oddities that we'll get to as we go through the issue in terms of the artwork that I had not seen before. But let's just dig in right away. Um, nothing stands out too much to me in terms of credits or anything. You know, he writes and draws everything. And he has a letter and colorist, uh, flatter editor, so pretty straightforward there. The the artwork is is starting to lean more into like the the Simonson aspects in in a lot of ways. Like he's he's grown into that place, but he's also uh, embraced his influences. So you have that kind of tawny tiger from from Captain Marvel comics is now is now a character in his thing, and uh, we'll see even further, uh, uh, you know, CC Beck references throughout. <laughs> I love this hand too. Like there's so much foreshortening for just that tiger being like, why I've just come with you to San Francisco. Our, our dragon's daughter is upset about the move that she's going to move and leave this. Not exactly an imaginary friend, but something like an imaginary friend. And uh, he says, I just come with you. There are alleys in San Francisco. Why can't I live there? But it's those, uh, it's those Kirby claws with the squared off fingers with a yes. little like nipple in the middle, the little areola piece, like right poking out <laughs> and then when you get to this page we recognize that dragon that's from uh, megaton comics yeah this is uh one of several iterations of dragon if you read dragon early on eric larson in the back matter would talk about all of his childhood comics and how dragon had been a character he created when he was like 10 or something yeah uh, we've seen some different iterations in graphic fantasy and megaton and um i was surprised to see this version of dragon here apparently there was an event I guess it's here in Savage Dragon 223 to 225 where multiple Earths kind of merge together. And so you get a dragon from a different, you know, this is multiverse stuff, right? Right. And uh, you get a dragon from Eric Larson's past now becoming a regular cast member. This video is brought to you by the books that we make. The best way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy our books. I have Street Angel, Princess of Poverty coming out in November. You need to pre-order that one now. It is part of a set with Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, collecting all of my Street Angel comics. October 26th, I will be selling my self-published comics on jimrug.com. That includes True Crime Funnies, the BW zine, and the 1986 zine. And Hulk Grand Design, my contribution to the Grand Design mythos is sold out at the distribution level so pick that one up if your comic shop still has a copy ed's hip-hop family tree omnibus will be in stores in november i recommend that you pre-order this one get your name on a copy because these are going very fast x-men grand design trilogy trade paperback will be out in november collecting all three volumes of x-men grand design by ed piscor and red room anti-social network and trigger warnings are already out and in january they will be joined by crypto killers and now back to our video Here's your other uh, C.C. Beck-ish kind of piece right here, this fella. Hey, I'll, I'll go further. This is Captain Tootsie, right? This, I believe, is an advertising icon that C.C. Beck drew back in the 30s. Oh, that's... There and it, is, it must be in the public domain. You know, like Eric Larson's often played with these public domain characters. So I think that's what you what this character is from. I should have done a little more research just to be sure. But I have like clippings of those Captain Tootsie pages at some point. Talk about the weird shit you accumulate. But... uh an advertising icon public domain character that eric larson has made a part of uh this giant cast of characters that is the savage dragon eric's drawing fast yes he like is, he's, yeah. he's got a much speedier line 
than uh, than what I'm used to in the, the early Savage Dragons. It's so it's so good to to kind of revisit the work. I, I have so much because because I've inherited uh, a bunch of Savage Dragons, but I I didn't read them all yet, and uh, I've been kind of out of it for for a long time, for nearly the thirty years basically. You know, like the first like eleven issues or something is is what I know most fondly. So this is a far departure from what, what I'm used to. And uh, it's one of those things where the guy's still a functioning cartoonist and doing this regularly. And we're not going to be making comics forever. So there's going to be a time where this, this stops and everybody's going to be heaping all the praise and, you know, say, saying all the, the great things about Eric Larson. Support the fucking book. Check it out. Give it, give it a glance. Yeah, exactly. This is a neighbor. So what this whole story is, is basically Dragon and his family trying to figure out if they're going to make this move, and if so, what's that look like? You know, in Captain Tootsie's place, he's not coming with them. He was part of the super team that Dragon was part of, but he's got work here in Toronto, so he is not coming to San Francisco. Flip that page, man. And this is a, a, the neighbor who is... Uh, hanging out look at those look at those marks dude like he's just oh yeah he is he is uh quick with it yeah i kind of wonder what he does too because it's there's a heavy line that he uses and if he's pulling that out of a pen nib man he's pressing that he's pushing that pen nib about as hard as you can right but you have things like this whole world one of the things i loved in dragon was always the idea that it wasn't just fight scenes but it was also these characterization bits and you kind of see this here where it's like we're gonna have dragons wife's family i believe is is who we're looking at here like the grandparents we have neighbors like it's this whole kind of uh almost alternative comics kind of treatment of character except yeah. in a superhero language yeah it's a character piece it's 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 all the stuff that's happened into peter parker with none of the spider-man costume built into it and i believe the story with this dragon from another world is like they're sort of father and son weirdly but across again multiple different dimensions so it's awkward for everybody and there's another one of these like let's foreshorten those hands to the maximum if you didn't know eric larson like jack kirby now you know right <laughs> it's funny too what he takes from kirby at least in this issue are these giant hands and uh, his son doesn't want to go you know he's leaving his friends behind i remember moving whenever i was five between kindergarten and first grade hated that idea i had a new school every year until uh, about fourth or fifth grade man so i had to make new friends all the time but that first move's a bad one it became a, a thing where it's like do i really have to bother making friends uh, for very long yeah that's a good point so this is a character i thought was interesting jeremiah youngblood we have Dragon referencing the SOS. I can't remember what the initials stand for, but I think Superhero is one of those S's. And it was in the early Dragons, maybe around issue 40 or so, where Dragon headed up like a government team of superheroes. And apparently that's what Malcolm does here. Jeremiah Youngblood is this character who's been invented as a government liaison between the SOS and the government and basically solves the problem of Youngblood is no longer with Rob Liefeld or Image Comics, but we have references to Youngblood. So how do we, how does that work? Like Eric Larson always uh, somewhat concerned with continuity and, and universe and history and stuff. So you get a little bit of that with uh, Jeremiah Youngblood, a little bit of problem solving. And now when you turn this page, one of the things that shocked me about this issue is what the heck am I looking at in terms of things being produced? Are these filtered photographs that are drawn a little bit? Because sometimes you can see like these are Eric Larson trees. Totally. But then this is practically a photograph of the Golden Gate Bridge. So... When, so, yeah, same with this cover background. You could see like how the windows become bubbly, 
if you hit like threshold on a photo, it you'll get this exact stuff, and it's the piece that uh, that Inio Asano mm-hmm. will do, but then he'll put five hours of work with a pen to like make it look really really kind of hand done. I don't think that's really being done here. I think this is more like the threshold and and kind of like let it be, but also just even on this previous page, if you could go back there, I was like looking at these marks and there's no like visible kind of like ink line at the end of them. There are these very, very, very deadlines. It makes me wonder if that's just produced digitally. I wondered that too. And if you're working with photos, like everybody kind of figures out how to do this on their own. I wonder if that's what we're seeing. Yeah. That's, that these are photos that are possibly filtered a little bit and then drawn on and maybe done digitally. I really don't know the answer and, and it might be interesting to hear what everybody thinks because Larson does all kinds of stuff artistically. If you look on the previous page here, this is some sort of screen and maybe th- applied digitally probably at this stage in life. And I think I think the um there is like some hatchings that that are that achieve this gray and I don't think he's doing that by hand. Right. But there is definitely some of his hand if you look at the crowd in the foreground here. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very curious about that, and um, honestly, I, I mostly like it. Sometimes it's a little bit weird, like the Stinking Rose restaurant logo. Pretty odd fit, but I'm glad to see Eric Larson continuing 30-plus years on Dragon of, like, let's try some tech, let's try some different tools, different approaches. You know, sometimes it's a little bit a little bit odd. I think this is a photograph here in our background of the sky that's put in, but none of it bothers me from a reading standpoint. So, interesting to see. It's weird too whenever you see like this kind of super detailed piece that I think is a photo reference, but also it looks like he's drawing on top of it. Yeah, like those glasses are right. certainly hand done. Very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a bleeding edge process for him. And you know, over the course of two hundred sixty six issues, you would hope that the guy would uh, allow himself some room to play. All right, so they went to San Francisco to kind of check it out, and uh, it seems pretty good. They're talking like a family once again, you know, uh, regarding this idea of almost human-like treatment of these superhero characters, uh, deciding whether to move or not, and uh, they've decided they're going to make the move. Give it a shot. Yeah, and kind of dealing with some of the domestic stuff with the with the oldest of the bo- of the boys who really doesn't want to uproot himself, and all those conversations that that I personally remember hearing, where you know the, the parents like. Listen, we gotta go. You you have no say in the matter. Right. Basically, you have no say in the matter. You're gonna have to start making some new new friends. You you'll be fine. And you know you get both points of view. Like like the parent is annoyed because, you know, like you don't even have a life yet, kid. It's fine. And then the kid who spent maybe ninety uh, percent of his life, eighty percent of his life in in this town establishing his roots, it is his whole life. So. It's that relative thing. So much Kevin Nolan in this face. Sure. (laughs) This little dragon dude. So, tries to talk his son into it, and like you say, he's the kid. He's not not really up to him to uh, not go along with it. It Reminds me of famous photos of Shaq and some of his uh, four (laughs) foot eight girlfriends. What, what must happen to those poor lasses? And now we get into some of the real world stuff, right? Can't afford rent. Where are we going to stay? They're well, going to have to stay at the, uh, at, the, at the headquarters, basically the SOS, while they save money to try to figure out you know, is, how to afford their own place. Yeah, that is one of those bits. Okay, so we're all moving and now, now you have no plan? What kind of fucking parents are you? <laughs> 
man, I can't imagine moving without kids. Like the idea of like trying to move and find a new place to live, schools, all that stuff with kids. Wow. Almost anything I'm with like kids. Like half an adult. Anything with kids, man. Going to the movies is a hundred dollar day. <laughs> You're so right. Everything is just a lot harder. Amazing. All right, so they fly in, and now this time they are here without the benefit of their government liaison showing them the best parts of San Francisco. So we end with a heavily photoshopped piece of homeless uh, homeless camp encampment here, and maybe some uh, second thoughts. <laughs> maybe this is not quite what the last tour looked like. Yeah, man. So... So much stuff in this issue that I did not know, Ed. Like Malcolm, I, I, I knew Dragon's son. I knew he had, you know, family, a wife, stuff like that. Didn't know Paul was in here. Paul the Dragon didn't uh, didn't know they were still doing the SOS gimmick, which I really liked from the original. I say the original, but from you know, two hundred and thirty issues ago. So it makes me want to read more Dragon. Yeah. Like this is almost like when you read a first issue and there's just little seeds of everything. And it's like, okay, I got to read more to learn more. It's almost like X-Men. Exactly. When I started reading X-Men, that's the same response in the first couple issues of X-Men I had where it's like, I like what I've read, but I have a million questions. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that here. And that's the kind of comics that he likes. So, you know, he's making the stuff that he likes. He has a devoted audience, but I think, unfortunately, at this point, almost every store and, and retailer who I that I know... Uh, Savage Dragon is a is a is a subscriber book. Yes. Uh, the, the the people who want Savage Dragon get it in their pull list. But there's, uh, we live in a world now, man, where like a, a shop cannot buy one copy of everything. There's a finite amount of space on those racks, and more than three hundred things come out per 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 week. Uh, that that's an exaggeration, but per month. Um, it may it, not be a big exaggeration. This this is not. A, a book that you can find on your own. Uh, right. Larson admitted that on our last conversation. So uh, I, I want to encourage everybody to uh, give the book a shot, check it out. And this issue is a great place to, to start because, you know, it's in medias race, right? Like a lot of books start this way where you just kind of jump into stuff. The characters right. are established. You, you read one more issue subsequent or before, you're fine. You know, Lars Larson is conscious of that kind of thing, uh, so pretty cool. Yeah, and he always has a—he's always had a really uh, robust letters column, and it's interesting. Like, there's stuff here from letter from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm a 27-year-old lad from London. This is a letter from Japan. You know, yes. like he's got this devout readership out there. He's stunting. And um, one of the things they talk about in here is he had acknowledged that he was at a ha having a writer's block which is something that's hard to think about when you think of a professional that's been doing this as long as he has, but it happens to everybody is my takeaway from that. Interesting that that's something he shares with the fans. And it makes me think like, hey, I'm stuck. What do I do? Let's move the characters to a new location. Let's move into my hometown and start over. And I just think from a creative standpoint, this is a really interesting concept. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see more. It's weird to think like little bits of auto bio in a book like Savage Dragon, I mean, certainly the backgrounds will be a part of uh, something Larson's familiar with. Yeah, yeah, and it makes uh, doing backgrounds a little easier. You know, if you could, <laughs> if you could, uh, you know, hop hop uh, the Bart system or something and uh, snap a couple of picks, man. And the last thing I got is there's just no other book like this. 266 issues written and drawn by the same guy. Like, 
you know, obviously Cerebus is what gets what it gets compared to because there just aren't other books like that. I'm not sure you can name another one written and drawn by the same guy for 266 issues. Yeah. Maybe Usagi. Sure, yeah, totally, man. And uh, it does speak to, like, McFarlane's uh, promotional machine where he's touting all of these uh, milestones and every issue's a milestone. He could say that all day, right? But his his hands are not in the soup in in any major way beyond, uh, you know, checking off and, and saying, yeah, okay, go ahead, do that, uh, as much as he wants to say. But he made so much noise, McFarland did. Right. There's no noise uh, about the Savage Dragon stuff, so we got to do our part to kind of give it a little signal boost, man. You good to go, Jimmy? I am. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober is upon us, 2023. These are your drawing prompts. Make sure that you tag us, add us. Make sure that we see these uh, pieces that you put together so that we can share those with our audience at large. Boost your numbers, get, get your name out, and uh, it's always a pleasure to see what you guys come up with. We are a daily YouTube channel, and uh, with more than 1,500 videos in our filmography at this point, some stuff might have slipped your radar, and we might have talked about your favorite comics. Give the channel a search for your favorite titles. Check out those episodes, and if we did not cover your favorite comics, put something in the comments. Let us know what those comics are. We could push those comics a little bit higher on our to-read piles. The uh, videos are supported by the King Kayfabers on our Patreon. They get access to all the videos before anybody else. They're hanging out with us right now in a live stream recording session as we put together. Uh, this week's worth of videos, and uh, we are very much in appreciation for the King K Vibers who are supporting the channel. Ultimately, though, the videos are brought to you by the books that we make. Before you is a sample of our bibliography to date, but we are working all the time. And coming October 18th is the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus. You guys have been watching this comic kind of develop over the this past year of 2023 and it is almost upon us and about 75 percent of this print run is accounted for already which i have to absolutely thank you guys for uh what that also suggests is if if you even think that you want this you better order it up quick because uh, that last 25 percent is going to go pretty quick whenever uh you know stores sell stuff off the rack and then have to re-up 500 plus pages 150 page of additional material and uh best book i ever made please scoop that up not the only holiday effort to come in 2023 uh in november comes the x-men grand design trilogy trade paperback uh, it's crazy how uh, this one works because it's probably off to the press right now mere weeks before its release so i don't have a comp copy to show off so it's going to be smaller in scale than what you're, you're looking at but these big volumes some of them are out of print and it's going to have all of my x-men grand design work in there Please check that out, man. It's perfect. Jump on point for any X-Men fans or, or uh, you know, enterprising X-Men fans if you're curious about that title. Red Room has been my focus uh, the past couple of years in terms of new comics. Two trade paperbacks out. The Antisocial Network. Trigger warnings. Uh, it's Halloween time, right? Read some uh, tongue-in-cheek horror potboilers. There's going to be a third volume coming out in January. It's called Crypto Killers. And uh, it is the best round of comics uh, yet. Each one of these is self-contained, though. It has four complete uh, self-contained stories. If you see either of these out there in the wild, give it a shot. Jimmy, tell the people what you got going on. 
Hulk Grand Design is my contribution to the Grand Design mythos, and it is sold out at the distribution level. So pick that up if it's sitting on your comic shop shelves right now, because these are going to become harder and harder to find. Coming out in November, Street Angel Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. You need to pre-order that one now. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image Comics. These two books together will comprise the complete set of all of the Street Angel comics that I have made so far. And I have been self-publishing lately and will be selling these on jimrug.com, my website, at the end of October, October 26th. That will include the BW zine, uh, highlighting panels and art and ads and editorials from the uh, black and white explosion comics of the 80s that I love so much. The 1986 zine is all about the year 1986 whenever comics really kind of, the direct market and comic shops took over the direction of comics in, the, uh, in America. And True Crime Funnies, these are nonfiction stories uh, featuring traditional true crime subject matter like a uh, drug cop, but also featuring some wrestling stories uh, from the early 20th century, as well as an Andy Warhol soiree into wrestling one night. So check those out. Mark your calendar, October 26th, jimrug.com. And if you can't wait that long, you can read a lot of this stuff on my Patreon, patreon.com slash jimrug. The books are the most important part to keep the channel uh, solvent and to keep the videos coming to you on a regular basis, but there are some ways to directly support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, let the people know. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. It's a way for us to keep you up to date on what we have going on and where we're going to be. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, hats, stickers, all kinds of stuff at our spread shop. And that link is also under this video in the show notes. There you have it. Plethora of ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, please give the people their final marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.